Why does Aubrey get the, the sexy title? Oh, call Aubrey Mathango. Anyway, 20 minutes to go before we get to nine. Mduduzi Lutuli, how are you doing, Minyar? It's great chatting to you again. It's an absolute pleasure to be here this evening with you. How are you, Tasho? No, I'm good, man. I'm good. And listen, man, thanks for having the patience debate, of... Hey, uh... eh? I missed that? I'm saying I know keep it debate into our conversation. I but it's uh, and and um, I'm looking forward to when I go back into that uh, heated debate. I don't know. It's it's it seems that um, I'm I'm one of those people that always gets myself into the heated debates. <laughs> but listen, mate. Uh, so, so I understand that last week you spoke about unplanned pregnancies, and and I thought that we're talking about that again tonight. So I'm I'm quite happy to that we're skipping that one because uh, that that is a tough one to plan for, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I made uh, I made the comparison last week that uh, having an unplanned pregnancy is the equivalent of of uh, waking up and finding out you've been signed to a home loan. You know, you can't do that for hey, the next two years, and hey, it's going to yeah. cost you a pretty penny. You know what? That is probably the best possible analogy ever. I think that is such a great <laughs> educational tool there, because obviously no one would just want to wake up to oh, by the way, you owe um, you know you have to pay for the next twenty years. Uh, of your life yeah. without your consent, uh, no, not without your consent, without your knowledge, um, you know, <laughs> that someone just contracted yeah. on your behalf. So I think that's a very good analogy. Maybe a teen pregnancy educational thing <laughs> that we can put together there. But I mean, uh, yeah. what, what, yeah. we're looking at financial literacy tonight. What specifically are we yeah, looking man. at in that space? So, you know, for a long time now, one of my main irritations with the current schooling system has been its insistence on. Uh, providing students with the knowledge, the, the knowledge is simply needed to acquire a job instead of them teaching skills to manage or maximize the income that they'll generate from those jobs. So mm. when you're talking about financial literacy, I'm talking about a holistic approach to education now yeah, because too many South, South Africans are just managing their fun, for their financial resources by chance or by luck. Mm. And often financial de- uh, decisions are made by individuals we actually lack the financial uh, education, and thus we can't be surprised that those decisions have negative consequences that impact their lives for many years. You know, and this just causes an unnecessary depletion of financial resources uh, from households. You know, week after week, month after month, and uh, you know, a simplistic way to put it, or what I've just said now, is living month to month, paycheck to paycheck, and that's a direct cause of lack of financial literacy. Uh, for sure. And, I mean, it is a serious issue in this country. I mean, if you look at all the other statistics, some of the stuff that you and I have been discussing, and I'm sure that you've been discussing with Aubrey as well, if you look yeah. at the number of people that, for example, are able to, um, you know, save money for retirement adequately, people who have life insurance, yeah. people who have, uh, you know, just general short-term insurance, because what, you could crash a car at any moment, you could get yourself into a world of trouble in all kinds of situations. Um, the people yeah. that do that are in a position to, to afford to pay for covering those spaces are few and far between, isn't it? Yeah, you know, literally at its core, financial literacy is about quality of life. Mm. And what I mean by that is, look, it's so important to increase the financial literacy of South Africans because this knowledge offers individuals and families the opportunity to not only to maintain, to not only maintain, but also to enhance their long-term financial well-being. 
and the economic security. I mean, that's what we're talking about in, uh, uh, in the country, right? Mm. How do we create an inclusive society? And that talks to economic security. In fact, raising the level of financial uh, literacy of South Africans allows everyone to participate in a broader spectrum of the economy. And that creates a more stable and robust marketplace. We have currently the investment uh, forum in Sanson that's being led by the president. You know, fine, okay, we attract $100, $100 billion or $1 trillion, rand, whatever it is, but if people don't have the financial literacy or the skills to actually participate in that spectrum, then what's the point? And that's why I'm saying, moreover, if you're increasing one's financial literacy, this has a direct, this is a direct impact, a direct result um, in yielding economic security. And this eliminates the financial stress uh, that leads to other social, socioeconomic problems that have negative impacts uh, on society. And this statement, uh, yeah. Uh, what I was just, uh, you know, thinking about, I mean, in, uh, just in response to what you're saying there, uh, before we get into that, I, I'd just like to understand what form do, do we take in, in, in creating this um, um, this, this um, financial literacy that you're speaking of, uh, because I think it is actually yeah. essential. It is actually of fundamental importance, um, because we do have a serious problem, um, yeah. you know, practically speaking, what you and I have discussed, but simultaneously, I, I can't help but think yeah. that we also do have an issue with, uh, not an issue per se, but we do have, yeah. for example, um, uh, you know, economics, uh, you know, uh, what's this, the business yeah. economics that people can study at school. Uh, at least that's what we had in my, st- you know, what grade yeah. 10 and 11 and 12 years. I don't know what it is now. You also have accounting. You have all, uh, you know, mathematics probably also has a role to play in that particular space. But what I'd like to understand, though, is 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 how do we go about um, creating yeah. this financial literacy that you are speaking of? I mean, how do we how do we do that? Yeah, you know the thing that boggles the mind is that uh, what people may know or not know is that South Africa is part of the OECD, which is the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, and this is an international organization of society that was created to answer exactly that question. It was created in 1961 to say, how does financial literacy stimulate economic progress and world trade? Mm. And the funny thing is, we are one of the member countries. So what I'm trying to say in a long-winded way is that that curriculum, that how do we do this, already exists. If we look at the success as an example of countries like um, Australia, is a fantastic example of uh, this is actually, in, in global terms, a very small country. It's a big land space, but the actual people that are there, it's not a big economy. Yet it's one of the strongest economies, not because they have a lot to offer. They don't even have half the resources we have as a country. But what they did and what they targeted very well decades ago is that by empowering your, your society, by actually making your society financially literate, mm. that has a direct impact on the economic output of that country. And if we look specifically at South Africa, I would say the number one mission for South Africa should be a joint venture between the private and public sector, you know, aimed at finding a sustainable and effective solution to reducing uh, uh, indebtedness in, in South Africa. Mm-hmm. That is by far, I think, the biggest social economic challenge facing the society is that we have the majority of society just too poor to even uh, participate in the economy and they lack the knowledge and the skills to get themselves out of that poverty. And those, uh, you call it the middle class, that 
should be balancing the country and participating and growing the economy actually too indebted uh, and lack the financial skills to use their resources properly to drive the, the country forward. So how do we do this? The, the syllabus is already there. The how-to has already been answered. And really, we start in the country for me would be, if nothing else, have a debt, if nothing else, have a debt counseling class. In, in, in high school or some point. Yeah. I think it is important and also within the context that um, many South Africans find themselves in and I think that this is what we tend to forget um, uh, you yeah. know whether we talk about the, what is it the sandwich generation or black tax or whatever we want to refer to it as um, in terms yeah. of its uh, you know official title the fact of the matter is is that uh, we are living in an age and within a society where a lot of young people who you know make it in new you know newly make it into the work environment alternatively um they are the ones that obviously they have to carry the can on behalf of the family basically they have to carry um expenditure and and a lot of the time they end up with the heavy debts and um yeah. when when compatriots that aren't in a similar position um are able to start off their lives you know a little earlier probably not accumulate as much debt and then are able to make more responsible uh financial decisions and so on and so forth uh, before I, I i go into the next issue yeah i just want to invite listeners if they have any comments or questions about this issue um, they do give us a call on 011-883-0702, alternatively 021-446-0567. Um, and they can also obviously SMS us on 31702 or 31567. Um, and then last but not least, 072, uh, 072-702-1702 for those of you that are on WhatsApp, uh, preferably a short text message in that instance as opposed to the, uh, the voice note uh, so that we can obviously immediately see what it is that you're saying rather than having to yeah. listen first to a voice note. Um, you know, the thing for me about it is is that it's, so, it's fundamentally important what you're saying there, and I'm not expecting you to have the solution to the educational crisis that we have in the country at the moment. Uh, is there something for us to deal with through the Department of Basic Education? Or at you know, or its um, iterations at provincial level, or is this something else that we need to sort of maybe have corporate SA and and civil society play a role in? Because I do think that we're struggling. I mean, something as simple yeah. as as life skills, or something as simple as mathematics and physics, and all of those other yeah. subjects, traditional subjects that we're aware of. I mean, we're struggling with those, and we're struggling to sort of pass on the information in those spaces. What about something as complex as financial literacy? Which, in my mind, yeah. uh, you know, does you know, is a bit of a complex thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's all of the above. We've been looking for something as a country to, to unite us, um, and I think this, for me, this is it. Because put simply, our problem is not that we don't have enough, but that we wasting what we have. Mm. You know, a fact that our a statement that I read years ago, um, it always stuck with me. I never forget it. In South Africa, there's more people in social grants than there are people working. And this is not because South Africa lacks the resources to create an inclusive economy for all. Mm. But it's rather that you fail to equip people with the knowledge to properly make use of those resources. You know, you look at the current economic environment, rising living costs. I mean, geez, it's not so long ago we were, we were faced with the possibility of, of petrol wanting to be 20 rand a liter. Yes, I almost sold my car and got a bicycle. You know? Mm, but mm. all these things, um, it's directly fueled by lack of financial literacy. Uh, and knowing this, really, one must ask, why is such education commoditized? Why, why is this not uh, 
standard in every single curriculum in, in, in schools. Why to commoditize and you have to pay to have access in uh, 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 education? You know, is it, is it the fear that a financially literate society will, will cause a collapse in the need for financial advisors? I don't know. Would I be out of a job? But I don't believe that. Surely that can't be the case because a financially literate society uh, would, would result in a society that understands the importance of financial planning and commitment. And mm-hmm. just simply by failing this up, practical financial education, we can, we can empower South Africans to take control of their future, you know. Yeah. And uh, if, if we want to define, you know, if we really want to define what is financial literacy, um, it's defined as a citizen, a person's ability to make rational judgments and decisions with respect to the use and management of their financial assets, which is, would be commonly known as money. And putting that in plain English, all I'm saying here is we all have to interact with money at some point. Why is it that you, you need school and this context, this basic financial context and this ability is never taught to you? How do you just manage your own environment uh, financially? The thing of living paycheck to paycheck has got nothing to do with how much you earn, but rather how are you using your paycheck, you know? Uh, you know, uh, so I, I hear what you're saying, but a lot of people listening to us right now, Mduduzi, are going to turn around and say to us, okay, you know, here you have Mduduzi and Gershwal, two middle-class, uh, privileged young black men talking about, um, you know, financial literacy and sort of lecturing us about yeah. it. It's it's important, and of course we know why we're having this particular lecture, uh, Mduduzi, yeah. but at the very same time, uh, you know, we can't sort of forget our own innate privilege at the moment. Uh, because a lot of yeah. people will then turn around and say, who are you guys to tell us about financial literacy when we don't have any uh, finances to be literate about? Whatever comes in needs to go yeah. out. And a lot of the time, um, you know, people, for example, credit facility, the only credit facility they have is the good old Mashonisa, where, you know, yeah. you go to the Mashonisa and then you have to pay back 40, 30 to 40 percent um, uh, interest within a month. Um, you know, yeah. because and and because that's a the only person who's going to give you money at the time that you need it, and b um, it is generally because you don't have money in the first instance that you have to go to those people anyway out of desperation. Um, yeah. I mean, is that a valid argument? I mean, uh, to a point, I would say two things. Number one, if you are a person who your only option is the is the mushroom thing, you're not part of this, you're not included in the economy. How is being financially literate any detriment to you? Mm. You know, even if you have to deal with those people, surely just by being financially literate, uh, that would assist you. And uh, essentially, financial literacy is a tool. It's education. All we're saying is, what what process are you using to make financial decisions? That's what financial literacy is saying. Do you have a process or is it just money in, money out? Because mm. uh, nations with high financial literacy levels tend to record higher growth rates and minimal poverty levels. So I'm saying let's not put the, the cart before the horse. You can't first give someone a million and then say, oh, let me teach you how to use this million. First teach them. Say, listen, if you should, and we see this all the time, especially in the black community, where the parents were wealthy, they pass away, the, 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 the children inherit more money than they know what to do with. Yeah. It's funny that they, they actually never need to work in their life. But within a year or two, that money is gone. Yeah. Why is that? It's not so in the, uh, they were just completely financially illiterate. So it's in the absence... It's a huge burden to the nation. 
So, so in the absence of sort of government uh, through, say, the educational system or even, uh, you know, there being a formal structure for this financial literacy, we literally have a minute for this uh, question yeah. for you to answer there. Uh, I mean, where, what, where can people go out and, and obtain this financial literacy that you speak of that, that's required? But I think that's also yeah, that's a lot of the time the, the part of the problem, accessibility, isn't it? Yeah. Look, there are a few options. At mm. the moment, uh, a financial, most financial advisors are going to charge a, uh, uh, a consultation fee, you know? Mm. So if you, if you think uh, consultation with financial advisors is expensive, uh, try ignorance. That's the most expensive thing, you know? Mm. So if you think, where should I start? Just contact the financial advisor. You don't need to do something with them. It's not, uh, you don't hold to any obligation, but at least you have a plan. Yeah. If you don't like that route, Again, I would direct a lot of people to the policies written by the OECD, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Uh-huh. They've done, uh, like, this organization has been around since the 1960s, and they've done tier, uh, uh, test after test, policy after policy, which shows a direct correlation between a country's financial success, a family's financial success, and financial literacy. Or just a simple thing is going to your library, uh, uh, or just using Google and saying, uh, you know, just saying, what are the, just stop the supporting, what are the top 10 financial lessons I should know? Start there, start reading. Um, you, you know, seek knowledge, find people that know and learn from them. And we'll just hang out with guys like you. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That's Dude, a, listen, that's we'll have to, we'll have to. That's what financial advice is doing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to leave it there, mate. But listen, I always appreciate time with you. All the best to you, okay? It's always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. Thanks. We never have enough time with Mduduzi Lutuli. From, uh, he's the investment manager at Lutuli Capital. Anyway, uh, three minutes ago before we get to nine. 702. Late Night Talk with Aubrey Masango. SMS now on 31702.